Hello everyone, welcome to Struggle Session. I am your host, Leslie Lee III. As always, I am joined by my co-host, the host of Jack AM, Jack Allison, as well as special guests, Felix Bierman of Chapo Trap House and Rose Gunn of RIP Cinema. We got a big show for you today. We're talking about Dark Souls. Yes, the From Software series, along with Sekiro and Bloodborne and Demon Souls, of course. We're covering it all. I got a wonderful panel of guests today. Folks, why do you all like playing a game that hates you? <laughs> this is usually the question people have when talking about Souls games. Yeah. Because I deserve it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I took a weird route through all these, I'd never played any of them. And then I started with Sekiro and then worked my way backwards. I went Sekiro, Bloodborne, DS3, DS1, DS2, then Demon's Souls. And uh, I never got the sense. Like, DS2 is the only one where it's like, okay, DS2 is just because of whatever happened in the development process. That's the only one where I feel like there are parts of it that are like, fuck you, the player. (laughs) But everything else, like, I feel like the, the problem people run into them run into with these games is they feel like if you die it means you suck (laughs) yes but it's really just you're you dying is the counter of how many tries it takes for you to solve the puzzle Mm -hmm. of whatever the enemy or the level or the world is uh i had that experience recently trying to uh get someone to play the first dark souls like for the first time i think a big big hurdle is just People are very used to, if you die a bunch in a video game, that means that you're doing, like, a bad job. And I think some people, it, it it almost becomes, like, a personal failing to not be good at the game when, like, so much of the fun is failing a bunch of times yeah. and then figuring out how to get over it. And um, when you replay the games, it's like they have a whole different flow to them because you can kind of get through all these places now that you understand how all these different systems work and like how you fit into them. Yeah, that's the thing that's different about Souls and what makes it so satisfying for me is like when you're playing, you're learning how to play a game. Now, that's not a useful skill. I don't think I need to personally know how to like bring back the fallen lords of a sunken kingdom. I I don't know. I don't know how bad it's going to get in America, maybe, but it still feels so much more satisfying than a lot of other games where it just feels like you're just kind of play you're just kind of pressing the buttons uh, when they tell you to and just getting through it there's no challenge to it and the challenge is really more like an old school video game challenge like an nes uh arcade era uh, video game where you died a bunch of times and that was part of the gameplay and that's that mindset that the souls game uh brought about that's why they became uh, such a phenomenon because it really got back to the kind of purity of a little bit of arcade gameplay with some stuff that kind of helps you along i'm sort of in i'm 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 sort of you know currently like in my soul's journey i played a lot of sekiro um i didn't even finish you know beat sekiro but i played a lot of it and really enjoyed it uh and i want to do all these games so i got the the ps5 uh demon souls and it's an absolutely brutal game. I'm not even 
I've put a lot of hours into it and I'm not that far into it. Uh, <laughs> I will say, to be honest with you, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I am feeling, you know, exactly what you all are talking about, though, which is that, like, just even in sort of being able to get a little further in a level, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm now, like, very stuck on, you know, a boss, you know, and I'm watching guides and everything like that, you know. Uh, uh, whenever you beat a boss, is such, like, a, a, a high euphoric feeling, you know, versus, <laughs> you know, another game I have on PS5 is the, the Miles Morales Spider-Man game, and that really feels like I'm just, like, watching a Spider-Man cartoon where I have to, like, do quick time actions every once in a while. You know what I mean? It's like you're watching a cartoon and it says press the R button or something like that. You know, there's something very satisfying about a game that's, like, so it's 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 on rails, but it's it's still very, like, you know, it's 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 up to you to sort of get through all this shit and, you know, figure out, <laughs> yeah. like, what the best best method is for it. Um and yeah, I, I I think that the the PS5 like remaster is just really gorgeous, and yeah, it's um I don't know, it's a very satisfying game. Like I was saying, when you when you can't accomplish something, it's 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 kind of like you know not <laughs> it's like it's like winning at a multiplayer game. To be honest with you, they pulled <laughs> off like the good feelings of winning that you get from multiplayer, but in single player. Yeah, Jack, I'm glad you brought up uh, Demon Souls because that's where I started. And I actually looked back in my email because my Demon Souls journey started with me almost getting scammed trying to fucking buy it. Wow. In like 2009. I was trying to get the collector's edition and I bought it like all of, I, these places don't exist anymore. But like the, you know, the like the mid tier like importing video sure. game shots, they don't exist anymore because everybody buys shit off of Amazon. And I ordered for one of these guys and like half the, like their thing was like it was 90 10 90 percent of the time they sent you the game for cheap 10 percent of the time they just kept your fucking money and these motherfuckers <laughs> held on to me for 44 days of my money because wow. on day 45 you can't dispute <laughs> it with paypal uh but finally i was able to get my goddamn money back and got demon souls and immediately was like what the fuck is this this game is so <laughs> fucking hard it's it, in fact i actually uh, only did maybe the first level jack where you at you actually have gotten farther than me because i started then i just like took a break from it and then dark souls came out and yeah. i got on that and dark souls starts you off i think a lot easier than uh, demons Souls, even though demon souls ultimately is my favorite of the games because it's the one that's really is pure dark fantasy it's the most it's the one with the most berserk influence yeah. the one that's the most fucked up but it is the one that's the most difficult and hardest to like even understand because like when you die in that game like the world the game gets harder and yeah. changes mm -hmm. and like the npcs change and it's a very complicated uh system but hey it, it started it, it there's so many of the things that that game did have been copied by every game from racing games to mario mm -hmm. uh now and it really is just a legendary game i advise everybody play the remaster or go or i think you can emulate the ps3 version you can you can uh, i was doing that before yeah. i got the ps5 and it, it it emulates very well actually well i f i feel like these games came uh this is more true of uh dark souls the original one than it is about demon souls uh they came at a really pivotal time when uh i feel like third person adventure games they they didn't go like fully David Cage mode, but I felt like they broadly became 
easier and held your hand more mm-hmm. than previous games did. You weren't expected to figure things out as much because I don't I don't know what happened. I think that our games art debate was the worst thing that yeah. could happen because it caused a lot of games writers to go, oh, I'll show you what fucking art is. Uh, this is... Uh, I'll make a plot that's like Indiana Jones fan fiction. <laughs> and the thing you play through is, you know, it's art because movies are art and this like looks like movies, right? So it looks as exactly. it feels and looks the most like movies. So now it counts as art. It's the most reductive, the most reductive way right. to think about it. It's, it is art because it's similar to other art. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I'm going to show you it's art by pushing the boundaries, right. uh, by using, by using every, Every part of puzzle solving and into it, like, I feel like the success of a game like that, of a single player, like third person game like that, the how its success is measured by how many people stick with it and take hints from the world that they've been given mm-hmm. down to like item descriptions and remembering things that fucking NPCs said and use that to solve mm-hmm. the puzzle of the game. That shows that you've made a completely engrossing world. Mm-hmm. And if it's that difficult without you doing it, it forces you to do that. That's like, that is the highest thing you can achieve. But I feel like people gave up yeah. on that. I agree. I feel like there, you know, this this did come in kind of the 2010s in the sort of uncharted era of, yeah, yeah they fact, just the, like. Yeah, I was just about to say like 2011, Uncharted 3 comes out. So yeah. Uncharted 2 is already out. Everybody went wild for it. Yeah. Saints Row mm-hmm. the Third, L.A. Noir, yeah. uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution, another game that kind of like was kind of softening. Well, now, really don't throw Saints Row the Third in there. Saints Row the Third is absolutely solid <laughs> and it's not one of these games. <laughs> You become a god in Saints Row the Third <laughs> in the Matrix. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I do think that, you know, there was this sort of there was this era of, you know, especially like PlayStation wa- wanting to be like, look, like this looks like movies. It's like a movie, but you can move the guy around. And I'm like, well, you know, this actually is like worse than a movie. <laughs> it's worse than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, and yeah, I think that, you know, if games are an art, you know, there's an element to that of like. You know, how does this make your brain work? And so much of that is puzzle solving and it is like kind of an involvement by the user. That's not just like, what if I could make, you know, Indiana Jones crouch, you know, <laughs> during uh, uh, cutscenes or something like that. I, th- I think it's really impressive and just like fascinating to me how Dark Souls um, does treat video games as its own specific art form with like its own mm-hmm. specific end goals and way of communicating because i because something that like blows my mind is just thinking about how do you tell a story like the one in dark souls one three and kind of two we'll get into that a bit later but how do you tell these stories that are so fragmented and yet people grow such an attachment to it's not like you could depict dark souls as a show because mm-hmm. the way you absorb information in dark souls comes from like your interaction with the world and even the difficulty is there because it's trying to force you to like look at this world really really deeply like this is mm-hmm. a hostile world but you're being invited to like look deeply at it and figure it out and yeah i just have no idea how you would write a world like uh yeah like dark souls yeah 
So much of it is like, yeah, like you sort of discovering it yourself. You know what I mean? There is mm-hmm. almost like that's almost like a side sort of element of these is like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> like, I have to get past this <laughs> yeah. thing. Maybe I'll find out where the fuck I yeah. am. Even. <laughs> and and there is a reason for this. So Miyazaki, the director of it, grew up uh, poor and he couldn't afford to buy manga so he would have to uh, kind of dig it out of like recycling and mm-hmm. that way you don't get every volume wow. he would just get <laughs> bits that and really pieces is like getting story. codec pieces in games exactly like, who, who thought that there really would be little like uh notes in trash cans like there is in bioshock <laughs> yeah and he wanted people and he had to fill in the blanks himself and he wanted the fans to fill in the blanks yeah. of the stories themselves so with all the souls uh games maybe a little bit less with bloodborne bloodborne is a little bit more explicit and Sekiro as well um, but for the mainline games like you really don't like uh, there's a Viat a vid, a Viat Vidya I'll link him in the comments and he does these absolutely long beautiful complex lore videos but they're like based on the item descriptions and you just <laughs> don't know so much of it someone maybe someone knows maybe there is like a bible at from headquarters that actually has all this shit written down but it really gets by on just giving you bits and pieces because you're just it's a post-apocalyptic game almost like a fallout or new vegas and you're just digging through uh, the archives yeah i well i think that is what I mean, Miyazaki's background is incredibly important to all of this. And I, I, it is such a tragedy that he will be one of the last of his kind, one of the last game developers or makers of any type of mass media who came from a poor background, mm-hmm. because that will that is just not the yeah. case anymore. That was never really that was never really widespread, but that, it is so not mm-hmm. the case now. But uh I, I, I think he shows this incredible degree of restraint because my feeling that I got was that there is a lore Bible. There's a very deep, complex lore Bible. When you look at like the very, the very subtle links between one and two and then one and three, especially the continuation, the, the continuation of everything. I feel like even when games, there's a thousand year gap between games he's filled him and everyone else who works in these they filled in what happened in that time how we got from you know lord ron to uh to um irithil to the boreal valley uh but i i you know now with people who make things that are very lore heavy and very have very you know, a lot of moving parts in their plots, their immediate impulse is to just eventually just tell you everything because they're not, they, they're like, well, what the fuck? I wrote all this. Everyone has to see it. Everyone has to see how brilliant I am. But Miyazaki and everyone, everyone else who's made these games are so committed to the idea of you feeling like you are in the end of the world. They're like, no, we know all this shit, but like, look, if you're really like that much into it, you can find like maybe 10 per 10, 20% of what we know. But you're, it, I, I like, we don't care if we, if we did this, like it's, that is just to make the direction of this game better. Mm-hmm. Not for you, not for you to, you know, slap us on the back and go, oh, good job, good job writing a thousand fucking years of lore. <laughs> like they do with, you know, like everything has these post credit sequences now <laughs> where you're supposed to fucking blow the writer for, uh, for, you know, answering a question that should have been asked rhetorically. Right. 
Yeah, and we—I don't want to get, uh, get too trapped in the lore thing because they also do this with the gameplay and the game itself. There are whole sections, levels, bosses, enemies in every single one of these games that most players will skip over even if they finish them. Uh, there's so many hidden little things and different ways to go about things, which is which is something that none of these other games do either. They want you to see all the lovingly crafted worlds, but in Dark Souls, it's much more like an older game with secret levels, secret bosses, shortcuts, things that you can skip, things that you can mess up too. Um, if you yeah, piss yeah. off an NPC in this game, that might be it. You don't, you can't, you might not be able to bring them back to life. Uh, it, it happens a lot with people. I know when they sit down on your PS3 controller, those fucking triggers hit R2. And if your sword is strong enough, you sit down on your controller and then you fucking kill the guy that you need to level up your fucking whatever. And fucking, you have, and you're just it. You're done. You have to start over. It's one of the only games that I can think of right now, or honestly, one of the only pieces of really popular media where there is still a mystery element to it, where it still feels like no matter how much you research it, like you're always going to have a partial picture. And even down to, uh, I've been replaying Dark Souls 3 recently, and I discovered an entire secret level I had never even heard of before. Hmm. Uh, like this, like drag this uh place you get transported. That's like some kind of dragon shrine with like a huge yeah. boss battle and stuff. I was so amazed, but I think that's why it's and to to connect this back actually to what you were saying with the lore. When you have Dark Souls as a series now, um, the things which are missing or the things which you don't know about become just as important as the things you do because even elements of the world becoming obscured or fading into the past or becoming mystery like that has a meaning to it in the story dark souls is trying to depict of like this extreme hubris by uh these people who in their time believe that they're invincible and then not only do they either become like corrupt or just die but over the years, over hundreds of years, eventually all their accomplishments just disappear and nobody cares anymore. And what's left is this like hollowed out, terrifying world that they've left behind. I, I This goes like sort of beyond lore, but I, I think the thing that really hooked me up the Souls game specifically, like I, I love Sekiro. Sekiro's unusual for these games because it really does tell you the story through cutscenes and straightforward things even though you can go out of your way to get more stuff and i love the story there the story is unusual for video games that story is literally like death is a part of life like you you just you you cannot cheat death you cannot cheat the inevitability you can it's it's coming and there's nothing you can do about it except live the best life possible like i i thought that divine severance ending was beautiful i mean i don't want to spoil it for people but what a certain character says at the end of his road but uh the souls games i the thing that really hooked me was this idea that i've been chewing on for a while because this sort of goes outside of games but something that has really annoyed me in the past like six years or so are people who live in places like uh you know new york or like you know let's say michigan places that are not are not going to see like 
mass flooding, huge climate death events. They're not going to see millions of people die right where they live. But they're always talking about the end of the world. The end of the world is coming for them in 10 years. And I always hated that because it is, it's a way to, you, you kind of, you're saying that you want that to happen. So you don't have to live with the reality, live with the reality of seeing your, your nation's border guards shoot climate refugees, deflate their boats, uh, all for your standard of living. You want to be exterminated in some holy blaze of righteousness or some biblical flood so you do not have to live with it but no you do have to live with it most of us do have to live with it and decide what that means to live as a, to, to be a person then dark souls are games entirely about how the world can end the world so to speak can end but really life does mm -hmm. go on people are still vain and fucking greedy and courageous people love one another even when they're like barely holding on to what's left of their humanity and i i i thought that was amazing because there are so many post-apocalyptic games but the point of them is like no life doesn't go on you know we're basically we're 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 you know we're either like automatons who are only focused on survival or we, we just immediately go feral and i just don't the known world has ended a lot of times in the history of human civilization. Mm -hmm. you, you know what happened? Life went on. It was fucked people up. It was people. fucked up and scary, but like life continued yeah. beyond that point, and people just kind of puttered around finding uh, notes and stuff like that. <laughs> especially, especially people who were at the imperial core that yeah. collapsed. People who lived in Rome, they still had to. Okay, well, we're not fucking Rome anymore, but my life goes like, what does it, this mean for me as a right. person, for me in relation to the people in my life? Yeah. And it's the only game I have ever played that confronts those questions. I, I, I love that. And, you know, I also love, I feel like in these, these games, you know, it, it feels like a world. And this is what I like so much better about it, you know, than, um, you know, some of the sort of movie-ish games is it feels like a world that could only exist in games and that like only could really function in a way where you're sort of discovering it on your own. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, this sort of way to 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 explore a world, you know, sort of by physically doing it yourself, you really couldn't do that in like a novel or any sort of like more, you know, uh, linear entertainment, you know, um, and so, yeah, I think it really works and makes it a lot richer and sort of, you know, in, involves you uh, in a way that that a lot of, you know, more linear narratives aren't able to do uh, and should be, you know, maybe like, you know, what games sort of strive to do with their narratives as opposed to just like doing a three act uh, movie uh, story. What games has everybody played? Sekiro and Demon Souls. And I'm like working. I'm, I'm, I want to play them all is what I'm doing. So, you know, I'm like I've gone back. I have played dark souls one and three i'm I'm looking on my steam right now and i'm like i do have like 10 hours in both of those games oh, okay. but i if you had asked me before this i'd be like i probably stopped at the tutorial but i'm like oh <laughs> i have like 10 hours in each i just felt like i didn't get past the tutorial <laughs> i've done dark souls one two three uh bloodborne and sekiro but i haven't have not beaten it yet i, I have to admit that i find sekiro oh. a lot harder than dark souls personally well, see, that was that was my experience too i think people who play a lot of dark souls find sekiro especially early on really child <laughs> yeah just, it's so much faster and so different yeah it's super yeah, good it, 
It, but uh, yeah, definitely very, very tricky. I actually, I had not owned a console in years and I picked up a PS4 on sale uh, a year or two ago, specifically so I could play Bloodborne. I was so, uh, so excited for Bloodborne. I bought all of them. Yeah, I started with Sekiro, then Bloodborne. I, I, I went backwards through wow. all of them. But yeah, no, I, I beat Demon Souls a few months ago. I uh, I actually, I had to take a break from replaying them because I was like, oh no, what if I burn myself out before Elden Ring? So I'm on oh. a hiatus from new games <laughs> now. But yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I... I um, well, I had a lot of free time last year. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, uh, I, this was like This was like after... The end of uh, the Bernator. And, you know, I, I, I was just like, yeah, it was a, a very depressing yeah. time for everyone. Uh, and, you know, you, you, I was recording more stuff, but it was like, well, I can only play so much Counter-Strike uh, before I go insane. And I just, I was like, yeah, Sekiro looks cool. And then, I, yeah, I thought it was harder than, I was like, well, I like love Ninja Gaiden when I was 14. How hard could this be? And it's like, it's so hard that I like, I, you know, I had to stop playing it on a TV. I actually noticed the input lag affecting me. <laughs> wow. And I like went over wow. to monitor, but then I like, I eventually was like, okay, I get it. It's a, it's a rhythm game. Yeah. I think if I had played Souls first, I would have like, I, it would have been way harder to get. I, I, I feel like going in clean helped me. With Dark Souls uh, 1, then I actually started replaying it just now, uh, in fact, cause like I, I, pl I was playing it on Switch and I got stuck on the fucking Four Kings, which is, if you don't know, is one of the most annoying fucking boss fights. It takes place in a fucking empty void and there's like five enemies and they're very far away and you gotta run and manage your endurance. It's easier if you have magic, but if you don't have fucking magic and you just have to fucking swing a sword, they can uh, fucking uh, whop your ass very easily. But I'm pushing through it. Dark Souls 1, it's not my favorite of the series. I know it's most people's favorite, but it's not mine. I really like it. I really dig it. it, it it's what got me into it, but it's never been my favorite, but there's some beautiful moments in it. I, I love the Zwei Hander. I think that my playing with the Zwei Hander in that game is probably my, maybe my favorite weapon in all the series. I love uh, the final boss. I love Gwen and the music so much. I think that's one of the most beautiful moments in games i've ever had and I'm, I'm very fortunate because i actually beat him the first time most people like <laughs> his ass because i don't know why but i was lucky i beat him one time and it was just like a really beautiful moment i felt like i really got the fact that oh the final boss in the game is actually like a weakling and not really that strong and like you're just putting him down uh before you become him or or not yeah, this was the guy, and as long as you're you're good with your L two timings, you're just gonna rip him <laughs> apart. Yeah. I uh, I played I I, I um, the stream I did uh, the Palestinian charity stream. I uh, that was my first time playing through that part of Dark Souls one, and I had it was a weird stream because I was recovering from my second Moderna shot. And oh, it was wow. like very you know how that feels. <laughs> And like for the first 15 minutes, like, of course, it's like one of our streams. We were figuring out audio for the <laughs> first like 15 minutes. I was doing that and I lost to Gwendolyn probably five times, which is like like Gwendolyn is like one of the easiest bosses in the series. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like, just yeah, killed by him five times. I somehow first tried the four kings. I, I think wow. I just like 
I oh. I got a lucky roll of the dice with the AI, but I just sort of stayed. I I used the the Black Knight like uh, not the Ultra Greatsword, but the Greatsword, and that always just like paid dividends for me. See, I for some reason I I I did want to talk about like Beals. Like for some reason, it's just impossible for for me not to get the biggest sword ever. I've tried. I've tried <laughs> the smallest swords, but I always have to do an Ultra Greatsword, a Zwei Hander. Um, the fucking gut sword into I always 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 start off with night I don't know why I've done like half a magic run one time but I always have to go night I've started in Demon Souls I started you know using one of the the royals because it was like recommended as a slightly easier class to be able to you know target guys yeah, I think well, it's magic only, is for cowards Jim. I think magic well I actually cowards. find I'm like getting into the second level I'm like I think it's another way for them to fuck you over because it was easier in the first level, but it's not helpful for the second boss. And then you're just like, you're not good with the sword and it's impossible to beat the second fucking boss. Like, I feel like I want to like start over again now. It's like they they like really it's the it's the worst trick ever because they let you get through the first boss and you're like, I'm doing like pretty good. Like uh, and then you're just fucked. Uh, That's why um like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that uh, Dark Souls 1 is definitely my favorite, but I've come to really appreciate the sequels and I think uh I think they all complement each other. Like I think I think the sequels add something to the original Dark Souls by expanding on a lot of the ideas and making you kind of appreciate that um that part of the charm of Dark Souls 1 is that it isn't totally smoothed out. Like there are edges to its production it is like uh it can be a bit of a mixed bag fucking but that almost rolling, makes it more exciting <laughs> <laughs> fucking sucks I, I like um that's what's so funny about two because in two they just like vomit souls at, at you <laughs> and i two was my first hex build i did a hex build it was you know a lot goes into that and i was like oh no am i gonna have like enough points for blah 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 and then by the end of the playthrough like i, I played the dlc too it was like Oh, I'm a hex build who's also can like one hand the fume ultra grace yes. with the gut sword. <laughs> like, it's just like, okay, well, what's the point of like a build in this game? You could just look by the end of your first playthrough, you could be like 40 everything. Like <laughs> stupid. But I I mean in three, I, I same as you, like I was all ultra great swords. I did a quality build and but then I, you know, you get the the katana from uh Medir. Dark Eater Madeir, and it's like, ah, oh, fuck, like, I want to go 60 decks because this is so fun. I'm always <laughs> tempted by katanas. I've tried them once or twice. They look so fucking cool, but it's, there's a lot of fucking work. And uh, I hate yeah. when my, when wherever shit breaks. And I think that's more of a problem in, I think, two, uh, especially because you like, have a weird durability. Yeah, system. you have to have like two. So uh, let's talk about two because actually, two is my favorite one and it's most people's least favorite but it's the one i always i've the one i played the most i think i've beaten it maybe 10 times i beat it ps3 oh ps4 pc solo when i because i had to fucking pirate it um because i i sold my ps3 i sold my ps4 i still needed souls games so i had to fucking pirate it and you can't summon uh any like fucking help during some of the oh. more bullshit areas uh in that game i actually soloed most of one because i didn't know about humanity because they don't really tell you like about humanity <laughs> and summing so i like soloed most of that as well but two is just i know it doesn't make as much sense as dark souls one the world isn't as cohesive but there's just something as 
like you were saying, Felix, about the characters that I really like. I think the character this is the one that was mo- had the most characters that seemed like real people, and they got yeah. fucked up over time. Um, and you got like you know you can't really get close to a character in a Souls game, but something like Malin the Armorer, who he kind of feels like a friend uh, by the end, but then he's sadly a small business tyrant becomes an asshole by the end of the episode. <laughs> but dark what i always like about dark souls 2 i'm realizing is the characters and I, I i like the npcs a lot more they seem just seem to have a little bit more life the graphical style is a little bit more colorful a little bit more fun and it does feel a little bit more like a smoother game that's what i noticed when i first played on day one it's like Oh, now they've made it like as smooth as like a triple A game, as opposed to just being, you know, this Jap, uh, this you know, secondary uh, Japanese company doing good. They've actually smoothed out a lot of the edges. Now I know a lot of people don't like that, but I've always appreciated it, and I've always felt that the PvP in Dark Souls Two is objectively the best. And even though it's yeah, hard to get the work, uh, but it's the best. It's the most fun. Oh, which version do you prefer? Of a scholar of the verse sin versus like original. Well, the thing is, I just really love to exist. That I could, like, I could, (laughs) the eighth and ninth time, I get to play a completely different version of the game with different enemy placements. And it's shocking. Like, there's so many holy shit moments because there'll be this part that you're used to playing and it's very easy and you run through. And then the next time, it's like two fucking dragons. And like, there's no way to get past them other than just being extremely fucking good so i i like both versions of them i think maybe i prefer scholar the first sin because it has the extra you know storyline and character and stuff which is you know strange for a souls game to have such an important character be like uh expansion pack only but i feel the dlc into is pretty good as well and maybe some of my favorite dlc the DLC changed my opinion on that game. Like, when I played that game, I was like, this is still a great, like, the original, when I was going through the original, it's like, this is still a great game, but, like, the, it doesn't have the flowing level design in the same yeah. way. Like, I, I there were great, amazing characters like Lucatil, but, like, I was like, eh, it's like, it just, it doesn't have as much as the, the Miyazaki touch. But the way that they go, like, I thought, um... Vendrick was he's like maybe the best character oh, yeah. of his type in the entire like in anything blood uh um that FromSoft has ever made. He, he's like when you go back into his memories and he's just like like he's the only character of his type who's like yeah, I like I I tried. <laughs> I tried. Like I'm sorry. I fucking suck as much as any of these guys. And when you you see him like that Velstat fight is so fucking crazy and has such a amazing, like sad feeling to it that the, this is like the last guy with all his wits in this entire kingdom. And he's just like, yeah, I know I'm defending like the husk of a man, but oh, I yeah. just like, I have to do it. And then you get to him and he's like, he's literally just like walking around an empty room in like basketball shorts. <laughs> it's what, <laughs> like what a fucking amazing character. It's such a great reveal. It, oh my God. It's such a great reveal. Cause you're just that, that, that cause that uh, level is fucking hard. You have to go into that tomb. I, I mean, it took me forever to get through it. We should, I should mention one of the innovations in dark souls too, is that, if you kill the enemy enough times, they disappear. I think it's like 13 yeah, yeah. times. So if you're oh, wow. ever, 
stuck in a certain like you don't get stay stuck for long in a certain level because once you pass like a dozen times the enemies just disappear and you can kind of just uh, run through the pause and sometimes and sometimes it's a good strategy to just do it on, on purpose just to uh get the souls but yeah that reveal of vendrick and that boss fight i think that like i uh, like i asked people what their favorite boss fight was and i gotta say actually even though it kind of sucks technically vendrick was the one that felt the most emotional it was very hard for me early on because I, again with the big sword you kind of get slow but once you figure out his trick it's very easy and he's simple but it's just like you're just chopping down this you know this great king who's a zombie and as you and you've already been told that if you defeat him this will be your destiny too one day you will wander these lands without knowing why and you go and you get and as you said Felix you get a lot more of his backstory especially with the war with the giants like you get yes. like that's just such a great storyteller I think maybe that's some of the best storytelling in any of the Souls games it's more explicit than you're used to but still like mysterious in a very uh, interesting way I want to ask, you know, and this uh, is is for my own edification, and also from any maybe anyone who's out there listening who hasn't uh, taken on these games. What would you all recommend as like the best order to play these in? I would probably say DS one, DS two, uh, three, Bloodborne, Sekiro, and then Demon Souls. Wow, Demon probably, Souls last. Did... Okay, wow. Because I think like Demon Souls is weird. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's in some ways easier, but in some ways, like the stuff with world tendency is very unintuitive, and it also has the least like quality. Even the PS5 remake, you're sort of shocked at how few quality of life yes. things oh, there yeah. are. And there's like the combat is like I remember, like you don't even several things you just take for granted playing all the Souls games. You just don't have them in combat. Yeah, and it's there aren't too many enemies that are like crazy. But it's still, it feels very different. And I feel like you need the experience of having played through two, especially, to get through it. I think that's a good recommendation. I actually think that's a good recommendation. I usually tell people just go in order, start with your demon souls. But if you, but with the remake, and I mean, you can't even get a fucking PS5 now. So the difference of the yeah. makes. So yeah, start with your yeah, start with uh, your Dark Souls remaster. Then do two, and then do three, which we haven't talked about yet. Probably the most divisive of the Souls games, I think. A lot of it's, and it's, I'm very divided on it too because it has some of my favorite things in Souls games, and also it's probably my least favorite Souls game. I love the bosses, I love the character designs, I love the more dark fantasy turn. I even love the fact that most of the dudes that you fight are just like dudes in armor. I even kind of like that aspect of it, which a lot of people complain about, you know, not having as many, you know, fantasy, fantasy bosses. But I did like that. I like the weapons. I like everything. But man, the mobs in that game are just such a slog. I, I logged in today and I ended up in the fucking DLC, uh, the Painted World. I, I hadn't played this character for like, like two years. I'm jumping in and I'm like getting ripped apart by 13 fucking wolves 
you know 30 steps from the bonfire what am i supposed to do there and it's just like like some of that is just so annoying in a way but you once you get past that stuff you see really beautiful boss fights really beautiful character designs and really like you know fun weapons and ways to use the weapons i love it but there's also part of it that like man i might not ever you know play through that whole one again uh, I'm actually playing the DLC right now. I somehow got it for free from PlayStation. I have no idea how. It just showed up one day. But uh, I unfortunately have to play my magic character because I had started New Game Plus with my main melee dude. And I did not want to go all the way, like, leveling up all the way through New Game Plus to get to the DLC. So I was like, yeah. okay, I'll just do magic. Um, which I don't like quite as much. But, man, the... The Ashes of Ariandel DLC is one of the best examples of like the highs and lows of From Software design because the uh the sis the sister Ariandel or father Ariandel the 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 twin combo final boss battle of that DLC is incredible like one of the best boss battles yeah. I've ever seen. It's like huge. It's cinematic. It goes through like three crazy phases and then. At the same time that you can fight that, you can also do the optional boss of that world, which is one of the worst bosses in the series. Uh, the champion Gravelord, who just has like... They a didn't even try on that. <laughs> it was literally like they just took a bunch of uh, wolves that you saw earlier, scattered them around, yeah. made a really big wolf. Uh, it looked like they gave him the exact same move set as um, like <laughs> Sif. Or uh, the, yeah. the Great Rat from Dark Souls 2. Just awful. But also very difficult. <laughs> I, I would put it on par with the rat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's an NPC invader fight plus Royal Rat Authority kind of. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Like, it's such a weird choice. But I, even with that, like I, Ashes of Arendelle is like, the story with it feels very too, actually. Like mm. it's, I loved Ring City. Like, I, I love how Ring City looks. I love how it feels. But Ashes of Air, I find myself, like, thinking about it more because I love, like, the character of Frida and Wilhelm are so fucking good because that's my, I think that's an easy thing to hook me on with single player games. When someone is talking to you, the player character, but really you, the player, and going, like, why are you here? Like, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Like, what, like, do you know why you're doing this? Do you know why? What do you think you can get out of this? This isn't your fucking business. Uh, but it's it's not fully like it's not fully in the way that like Liquid Snake is like you're insane. You're as much of a fucking psychopath as me. You also have the other side of it where it's like, well, she is like Sister Frida is condemning these people to just rot, and you have to let things die. Mm. But at the same time yeah what am i doing <laughs> like what right do i have yeah uh my opinion on dark souls 3 is i've kind of grown to love it but uh it is just like 2 i think it's its own thing and i think that's why i like the sequels now is realizing that they're all kind of going after different variations on what dark souls can be and for 3 it really is like this is the triple a version of dark souls like mm. this is the big budget mm -hmm. one big world the dlcs themselves are massive and all the system all like the little um 
quality of life improvements have been implemented to make it so that the whole experience is just a lot more forgiving and a lot smoother for players. But that's also why I can't love it quite as much as uh, Dark Souls 1. So let's talk Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne, of all these games, I've been playing it uh replaying it recently i think it's the best one i think it's the best one. yeah the char- Pro- probably the yeah I, I probably i have to say yeah the <laughs> gameplay the story the, like everything just comes together and i realized also that like they take so much of the design from bram stoker's dracula which is an absolutely beautiful movie huh. and i'm glad they stole uh so much <laughs> from it because it absolutely creates this bizarre gothic um victorian vampire lovecraftian mashup that just feels so like fresh and fun uh and it's just one of the greatest games like ever uh absolutely yeah it's it is like very straightforward in its storytelling but there's still tons of like if you just go from cutscenes and just like the mandatory npc conversations you'll get a fair bit fair bit more than you usually get in souls games but you have an option to go so much deeper and there are just there are so many good like character moments in it like you don't usually get in these games i think every everyone the first time you see tonight garman joins the hunt (laughs) that's like it's like that is like a very unusual character scene where a boss is actually saying something uh for these games but like yeah it's the level design is perfect everything flows together despite being sort of fast travel from the jump you would if you describe the hub world like on paper you'd be like oh that sounds like a pain in the ass but it somehow isn't like it's just such a good hub world you don't really care uh it it, you even though it is you know in that ds2 design or ds3 design it, it does it still feels like a totally cohesive world even though it's not connected together in the way that lord ron is and the com the combat is like it- it's incredible yes. i mean people simplify it as like this is just ds1 but sped up but it's so much more than that and it i really i wonder how they got to a lot of these the ideas that they got like the use of the pistol is amazing i don't even know what the development process for the type of things that they did with the combat it like i don't i don't I have no idea how they would have even gotten to these things. And that's funny. You say use of the pistol is amazing. You can have, you can play Bloodborne all your life and never use the pistol because like there's so many great weapons and all of them are fucking good. Even like the two handed, like the first time I played, I like even like uh, Miyazaki has said this. The thing he likes about his games is that you can keep the same weapon weapon from beginning uh, to end. And as the game's you know gone on, he's decided to what they try to do is add more skills and more unique moves to make it so that the role playing of this character of this weapon feels more real. It's like okay, I'm an expert with the straight sword. I don't need to just upgrade to you know silver great uh, uh, great sword. uh, You know this long sword that long sword you can stick with that first one and get good at it and bloodborne all the weapons so different so fun my favorite is the uh fucking the dlc one with the spinning saw wheel that you just grind <laughs> into the enemies oh it's so satisfying and I, I love the blood and that the blood gets on you and if you do this you can wipe it off on the the fucking uh, pavement and stuff if you do the right move yeah it's so <laughs> it's such a great game 
Yeah, I would say with the uh, the mechanics of Bloodborne, they are just so, so satisfying in a way that almost no other game is. And the if aggression, there is like, the encouragement and aggression mm. with the health, getting your health back mm-hmm. when you get hit and you get your health mm-hmm. back, oh, that's so much more satisfying than healing. Yeah, yes. I, I, yes. what I see in it is, you know, if there's a design philosophy like from Dark Souls that I think Bloodborne is expanding on, it's the idea of like risk taking and like how much do you want to gamble on certain actions? Because it reminds me of how, you know, in Dark Souls, of course, you die. Uh, you lose your souls, but if you get back to that point, you can get your souls back. And fights in Bloodborne feel like they're making you do that kind of an act, like, within a few seconds at a time. Because you lose your health, and you have to decide in a split second, like, am I going to go for it and try and get it back? Yeah. Like, is it worth that risk? And if you do get it back, it's so satisfying and if you die, it's like, well, I, I took a gamble and it didn't pay <laughs> off. But like, that's just how it is. I am something I'm very curious about with Bloodborne. Like the other thing that I'm curious about, like beyond just the gameplay uh, improvements, because there's a lot of the original stuff they were doing and a lot of the original world design philosophy. But the conscious choice they made where boss fights are more explicitly cinematic especially mm. in old hunters especially in old hunters oh, yeah. where th- there is sort of like a verbal not interplay because you're not really talking to them but the, a, a, a verbal relationship with the boss yeah, the maria like fight Ludwig, maria yeah big god like it's i feel bad for the people that made the maria fight because it is it is a shame it's in the same dlc as maybe the best boss fight they ever did uh orphan cuss oh yes yes like like it, i can't i beat. feel like <laughs> i can't do it i i had the advantage of playing of playing that game right after Sekiro, and orphan cost is so similar to ishinashina the sword saint version the three-phase oh, version yeah. that i didn't I, people will think i'm lying it took me two tries but that was literally <laughs> just from playing it like hour like eight hours at a time and like playing Sekiro all those think- times but um I think by that time I just had such high damage that I was able to beat them maybe on the second try. I've always been surprised by the bosses that people find hard. Like I did Arnston Small first time solo. Really? I don't know how I don't know <laughs> how. I was surprised when people mm-hmm. said it was hard, but then there's some bosses that just kick my ass every single goddamn time. Like all the bosses uh, any demon boss, any fucking demon, <laughs> any variation of demon, it takes me forever. I'm even stuck. I'm right now in Dark Souls. I'm stuck on the second stray demon because he has that fucking area of attack. If you, you know, get close, but then if you move away, he can catch you from have any fucking demon I can't deal uh, with. But who's who is your least favorite boss in all this? <laughs> least. Least. I think like. Man, it's that's tough. Um, because there are bosses that are like bad on purpose. Like the final boss of Demon Souls is like that. The point of that is like you know decay, as always, as always with these games. But I feel like the worst boss, just as far as like, like man, what the fuck were you doing? Was the it was the I almost can't fully count this one because it's totally optional. But the grave robbers in two is just like. This is one of the most annoying yeah. things you guys have ever done. <laughs> but like, as far as mandatory, probably skeleton lords also into. 
See, uh, for um, me, it's right now the Tower Knight, who I can't oh, pass. The, uh, in Tower Knight Souls, is hard. Tower Knight is boss. actually hard. <laughs> <laughs> Tower Knight's not bullshit. Yeah, well, I, Tower Knight is just, uh, you know, I, I, again, I have to restart with the sword, I think. I need to fuck up his... Uh, his uh, hamstrings, and uh, it's just the the magic is not doing it for me. Are you killing the archers? I am. Yeah, I run around and kill magic. the archers, but I'm just I don't have a good enough sword set up to get his to get his uh, to get his ankles. I can see that being really tough with like not. A so it's because character. it takes a little the 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 magic like takes a little while to round up, and he like basically just like will fucking sweep you every single time you try to lock on yeah. and do magic. So. I think I've got to start over again. <laughs> I, uh, one thing I, I do like about Demon Souls is it's more like a it's a long term project for anybody who's playing it. Like I can ask you week to week, and you'll just tell me like, "Oh, I made it to this next screen." And then I should say, by the way, that I actually don't even like feel that frustrated here. I'm I'm very happy to have Demon Souls uh, on the PlayStation as a game. Like. I'm proud that I can get to the Tower Knight so easily at this point. I can get mm. to the Tower Knight, no problem. I can't defeat him, but yeah, it's like a great... I, I'm not like banging my head against the wall. I'll play it for an hour and a half here or there, and then, you know, like, come back and give it another shot another time, you know? Yeah, for all... If you're including all the bosses, uh, just playing them, I really did hate fighting uh, the champion, great lord, great wolf combo... Uh, but for mandatory bosses, it's probably that one that comes um, when you first enter, like, the Hell Lair past Quayleg. Probably my least favorite section of the game. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't remember. what What's the it's boss that you fight that uh, he just does, like, massive swinging arm attacks? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just beat him. Oh, the the he has a gross... Oh, the discharge. Yeah, ceaseless discharge. <laughs> yeah. Ceaseless Ditcher, he is a really gross, purposely gross name, I feel like. There's a, a way to get him to just fall off of the side of the, the the waterfall or whatever he's on, the lava fall he's on, that can, like, end the fight pretty quickly. But even getting that done is, like, it's just, like, glitchy and weird, and, and the hitboxes for that boss are just all over the place. So, yeah, never, never enjoy that section. Yeah. I, like, I didn't mind that set, like, just as far as like least favorite sections, I didn't mind that section that much because I was with the Black Knight swords. You have like a tw something crazy, like twenty percent extra damage on demons ah. on chaos enemies, ah. and so I was just like tearing through things. <laughs> but uh, and I, it, I'd already gotten like forty forty on my quality build, which I know is the coward's build. <laughs> but um, it was my first time playing it. I was playing it on stream, <laughs> but uh, um. The I think like more than any boss, the thing I hate in th these games the most, like more than anything, is uh, the giant, the Tomb of the Giants. Oh, really? That is like, and it's that's not even like rushed. They, they, they didn't oh, even. Yeah. It, it's not with like with Bed of Chaos and all that shit. It's like okay, I get it. You're rushed. Like you, you were out of budget basically, and it's it's just you have to do it a bunch of times. It's frustrating, but whatever. But with fucking the two of the giants, it's like that was not something that was rushed. That is just them purposely being like, fuck oh, you. Like, I, I hated that. Light Town, probably my least favorite, still my least favorite. And it runs like shit on every single version. Awful. I hate all, all the swap. Uh, there's a bad one in Demon Souls as well. My least favorite boss, probably Fume Knight in the DLC for two. 
this took me weeks. You know, yeah. Because he's just so fast, so strong that you basically have to rethink how you play the game if you have certain builds. Even if you've been smashing everything, which you have been if you've been playing Dark Souls 2 right, but man, he's just like left hand, right hand Robert fucking Ori. He is on your ass nonstop. <laughs> it's fucking sick. I, I, Fume Knight, I usually have an easier time with like humanoid enemies, uh, but that he was really fucking tough. He was really, really fucking tough. Uh, but I actually love that. I mean, I, I love like a very difficult like knight in armor fight, even if you can't parry him. He's, I mean, I had the benefit of like, you know, just like, I could do anything at that point. I was like 40 strength and like 40 faith and like <laughs> 35. And I mean, you can't like the magic isn't really the best thing against him, but I, I was just like, I still though, like I, I do get it. I do get it because it is probably the hardest like night enemy in the entire dark Souls series. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think fairly easily. Yeah. So what did we, you think of, what did you think of, Oh, I, I was another DLC that we didn't really touch on. Um, I forget what the the Ice Kingdom, where you the night where you have to like you have to break the these knights out of like mausoleums <laughs> to like fight the knights who are basically trapped oh, in hell. Oh yeah, oh that's so fucking cool and very video. <laughs> I love that. It's so fucking cool and it's a very video gamey thing that you don't expect in the Dark Souls games. Like, oh, collect, you know, 12, po 12 gooseberries to start the boss fight. That, that was actually kind of... I mean, there <laughs> yeah. is stuff like that in the games, but it's normally obscure, but that was very... Yeah, the fucking uh, Crown of the Ivory King. Uh, uh, that, man, that's a really, really good DLC. But, it, like, it, it has some of the... Like, the like that Dark Souls 2 DLC, like, it has some of the most bullshit fight, fights, but it actually is... The most the DLC that's most cohesively tied into the story, which may be a knock against the game, frankly, that you have to play the expanded version to get, really get the whole story. But man, I, I really dig it. Um, favorite uh, bosses. Uh, this is a cliche, but I would say, like in all of gaming, I don't think that there is a boss that compares to Ornstein and Smog for me. <laughs> it's like oh. not even just because of, of the fight, it's like everything leading up to it as well. When I played Dark Souls, like the first time I failed because I went down the path of the skeletons down to Tomb of the Giants first. I thought that's where we were supposed to go. And I was like, this game is bullshit. I can't even, I can't even <laughs> kill any of these things. And then I, <laughs> I came back later, figure out I went down the wrong path. And after that, like getting back into this game, like conquering it, getting through the 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 tower with all the obstacles and traps and stuff, then getting transported to the An Orlando with like the, the giant kingdom, you know, these huge ornate castles, and you just feel this like intense, intense buildup. And the boss battle took me like days to beat and when i did like i've never had a feeling in a video game <laughs> like oh, yeah. like beating them <laughs> and then and then going up and getting a the blessing and then after that you can map warp which is like i wasn't expecting that to happen so it was oh that that's the climax of the game for me i love that i very tough answer uh i would just i'd have to like I guess it would be between like Artorius, um, 
Orphan Cause, um, um, just like just atmospherically, I mean, not like a super difficult boss, but like just atmospherically, it's so up there for me. The Abyss oh, watchers yeah. are like, I think that's like one of the best ways they've told a story through a boss fight and like giving you characterization without any verbalization. Garman or Ishin, the the three form sword saint Ishinashina. Ishinashina is like that's one of the best bosses I've ever like. God damn, that shit's so good. I don't know how I would feel about it if I like played all the souls and then that, but it's like that is such a fucking cool boss. Oh, and so hard. It took me fucking forever. I actually stopped. It had to stop the game for a couple of months before I can could come back to it. The Sekiro game has, has some really great faults. So I think my favorite on the whole. Probably Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower. Because like you said, you know, you get that sense of who she is as a person. She's a person, actually. She's not a monster. Yes. You, she's talk. She's talking. You get a sense of what she's gone through. And it's just, it's a hard fight, but not an impossible fight. It's one, And it's one that it feels like more old school video gaming where you're just, you have to go back until you learn her moves and then you can probably take her on. But it, but you know, going in, like this is about pattern recognition. This is about, you can't just go in and smash her. You have to take your time and it feels like hard, but fair. And every time I lost it, it really took me a while uh, to be there, probably longer than most people. But it, I, I never got frustrated because it just felt so fair. It's like I had to earn it. And it, she felt like, a like you said, Jack, like playing like an online multiplayer person. Like I shouldn't be able to cheese this person. I should have to get bit good until I beat them. Yeah. Lady Maria, like that, that one's up there for me too. And it, it like, what I love about Lady Maria, just as a character too is that you can like go deeper and find the relationship between her and German. And there is like in classic from soft fashion, they don't really tell you what is the name. Was this a romantic relationship? Was this like just a like mentor mentee relationship? Was this a platonic friendship? You don't really know. And you're not really supposed to know, but you do know there is this genuine sense of like love and loss and that both they're 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 both suffering the exact same fate, being trapped. They have to be trapped and think about their entire lives leading up to this point until you free them. It's one of the only times where you, the player character, are you unambiguously doing something good <laughs> by like freeing somebody. Uh, my my favorite boss is uh, the 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 other boss I've beaten is Phalanx. Phalanx. So there's two uh, the two I've encountered <laughs> so far. Phalanx I was able to beat with my magic, and so and also just is gross a big gross you know Jabba the Hut you know bunch of swords and stuff. Um, Phalanx I was able to beat with my magic, and so that's my my favorite boss of the of the of the series. Well, Jack, we could probably look up trophy hunting. I trophy hunt. I would bet that the fact that you beat Felix probably puts you at least. Seventy percentile of darts of Demon Souls. Players. First time I got it on my first time. I was on stream oh. and I was able to get it first time. Oh, it took me a while. Hey, Jack. See, maybe you just need to start from the beginning. Maybe, maybe. I, I, that's what I, I really do. And I and I think I swear I swear the magic is is a is a fool's game though. I swear they make <laughs> Phalanx easy and then make the second one like impossible to beat with magic. I I just it seems like it fits uh, their mo over there at From. All right. I feel like magic is easy, like one and two. Magic is pretty easy. Demon Souls, I don't know. Like it, 
It seems like you have to really, you have to like do a lot to get like cool spells. It's very slow too. It's the first one you get is really like a slow, like a lot of frames have to go to get that thing off. And there's a lot going on during those frames. I'll tell you what. Yeah. All right. Well, it feels like we've only scratched the surface, but I don't want to keep y'all long. But thank y'all so much uh, for joining us. We'll thank have you. to do. We have to talk some uh, more again. Uh, Rose, I'm going to keep trying to get you? through these. I might. I might switch to the order that was suggested here oh, and come yeah. back to Demon Souls. So it'll, it'll be nice to kind of check in as yeah, I'm yeah. trying to get through these too. Yeah, you be a couple. We'll come no, back. I would. I would oh, love cool. to. Oh yeah. So uh, Rose, where can people find you? Uh you can find me uh, at my. Uh, current, uh, and I'm going to say only Twitter account I've ever had in case any Twitter support <laughs> people are listening, at RIP <laughs> underscore cinema. Uh, you can check out my YouTube show RIP Cinema. Uh, I just released a new episode about the movie Malignant, where I give some recommendations for a few Giallo films. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And Felix, where can people find you? You can find me at uh, Twitter and Instagram, by your logic, one word. Uh, and uh chapo travos everywhere where podcasts are found uh and patreon uh we have we've returned to D. Oh, cool 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 we just completed a new D wow. campaign with uh patches for po- for podcasts about list fans they will recognize patches one of the finest dms in 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 the game uh very excited for people to hear this i think it will probably come out sometime around late winter of this year and next year nice, sweet very cool folks that was dark souls thank you so much for listening have a good one Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.